This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1153 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip, Mary Kitzmiller is joined by Glenn the Geek for a chat about why and how to train for emotional control. And we'll get right to our tip after this from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections. How are you, Debbie? Hi, Glenn. I'm just great. And this week, I wanted to feature something that we have on our website, www.equestriancollections.com. You know, a lot of people say, are you only online? Well, you know what? We have taken care of that for you. We are online, but we're also catalogs online. If you go to our website and at the very top of the page of the homepage, you will see a little box that says catalogs. You click on that and all the catalogs from our different vendors come up. All you have to do is click on any one of them and it opens up just like a book. It's just really cool. You just click at the bottom of the page and the page turns as if you were looking at a catalog, um, you know, sitting there in bed or something. But the best part of this kind of catalog is if you click on it, and we have this item available, all you have to do is click on it. It takes you right over so you can order it right there. So it's very convenient, and you can look at all the different things and just spend all day doing that if you'd like because we've got plenty of them. Well, today you want to talk about teaching your horse patience and emotional control and why that is important. Um, So what I mean by emotional control is, um, you know, horses are are, you know, thinking, feeling beings, and they can be scared, they can have energy, they can be hungry, be lonely, um, they can be frustrated. And it's important that we teach them through training. All in about five that, minutes. <laughs> huh? I said all those things in about five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So it's like that with ADD, you know. Um, so it's important that we teach them through training that even though you um, you feel that way, I can't stop you from feeling that way. You know, I can't make you not feel the way you feel. You know, I understand we just got off the trailer and we're at the horse show and there's other horses screaming across the parking lot and things are going by that you've never seen before. How do we teach the horse to, I know you feel those things, I understand, but, you know, you need to control that. Um and you can't, we don't always have the time and resources in a situation like that to go take our horse to the round pen and run them around till they get tired and sweaty and they're paying attention to us. Um, it's just not feasible every time. You know, if I go to a trail ride and everyone's saddled up and ready to go down the trail, my horse is still spinning circles in the, you know, in the parking lot. Um, you know, sometimes not everyone wants to sit and wait for you to lunge your horse for half an hour. So how do you get that to stop happening? Um, you know, sometimes, uh, the result is through groundwork, your horse does get a little tired and and a little sweaty and then they'll focus on you more. But how do we get to the point where my horse can step right off the trailer? He's hot, it's cold, you know, he's fresh. He's, you know, he's seeing all these crazy things around him, but he can step right off that trailer and be ready to work. So, um, 
one of the things that I do for it, and I've been working with this uh, for a while with Guthrie, is I teach him to ground tie. And that's a really simple exercise, but it's actually been one of Guthrie's most challenging things I've taught. So, um, you know, I teach him, I'm actually using a mark to teach it. So I teach him to stand on this little circle of plywood that I have for him. And, um, you know, I'll put his little front feet on it and I reward him for that. But then, you know, it's no longer good enough for you to just stay there for a moment or two. Now you need to stay there longer and longer. So I actually will start putting him on that mat and building duration. And I'm going to get really, really persnickety how, about how it. How do you, okay, so what, so I put, you put him on the, on the board or whatever. And he, mm-hmm. you know, he'll do that obviously because he learned that he, he gets a treat. He gets rewarded for mm-hmm. that. And, and yep. uh, you know, how do you get him to stay? So now when he walks off of it, what's, What's the correction to get him back on to tell him that he should have stayed? Right. So there's a lot of different ways to tackle this. I've chosen positive reinforcement for this specific exercise because I want him to love that mark. And eventually the mark will go away and he will listen to my cue to woe. So every time I put him on the mark, I tell him, whoa. I actually pet his face, tell him, whoa. So I'm using the mark for now because it's easy for him to understand. It gives him a specific jog, but eventually I will take that away. And if I'd give him the whoa cue, he'll remember, oh, this is what we did on the mat, on the mark. Um, so that building duration, um, that's something that you hear a lot about in, in the clicker training, but it works just as well, no matter how you choose to reinforce your horse. Um, so with Guthrie, I would lead him to the ma- to the mark and click him every time he put his little feet on it. But then after a while, I'm going to say, okay, that behavior is no longer good enough. Now I want you to stay on it five seconds. And actually, I don't use seconds. I use steps because I want to be able to walk around him as he's standing there. So I put him on the mark. I tell him, well, and then I just start walking. And if I can make five steps just walking around... Um, without you doing anything, you'll get a click. Now, I, in the beginning, I'm not going to be very um, picky about what I want. So in the beginning, I all I want is you to keep two feet on the mark and don't paw. And for that horse to stand there while I walked around five steps was an enormous challenge. And, you know, that's such a simple little thing. And so... Once we got five steps and I clicked, then I said, okay, you know, you know, five is no longer good enough. Now you have to do it six and then seven. And then we'd build our way to 10. We're up to 80 now. Wow. So he's yeah, standing there for a couple minutes, basically. Yes. Yeah. And my, my goal is 300. Now, can you um, walk a distance away from him or are you walking around yes. him the whole time? If his mark is, if he's on his mark, if we're using his mark, he, um, he will he will hang out there because he's only so if he steps off of it um there's two ways you could tackle it you could uh if you're using negative reinforcement and he steps off the mark or or he he walks out of his ground tie whatever you're you're doing um you could make him work and hustle his feet and, you know lunge him around a bit and then put him back where he was and then he gets the release of pressure when he finds his way back to where you had him um and that works and that's what a lot of people do uh, what I've chosen to do, um, because I want him to crave being on this mark. I want him to just like love it more than anything. And he is now. Now, if that mark is anywhere near me, he drags me to it, which 
we'll have to deal with that in time. But but a nice problem to have. He wants to go stand still for half an hour. So that's good. Um, but what I've chosen to do is if he steps off of it, I go and simply put him back on. And when he gets back on it, he gets nothing. He's like, no, you didn't do it for long enough. And if I were to reward you for getting back on it, I would actually be rewarding you for stepping off of it and then getting back on it. So that's not what I want to reinforce. So, um, I was wondering about that because that was my thought is, you know, I'm thinking about doing this obviously with my hackney and it would be really good for him. Yeah. And I think that once he steps off and then I, I try and get him back on, he's going to associate, I need to get off and on and off and on and off and on. Yeah. You'll create a a chain. I I have a quick question for Mary though. Yes. So we're we're going to get to that point where you start adding steps. We're adding duration. How do we keep Glenn from taking six steps, losing his focus, and wandering off uh, to uh, go do something else? I need treat. I need chocolate. Um, <laughs> that would work. Well, it'd be really hard we to reinforce Glenn both to... you and the pony. And the horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. One or so, the other. You're t- saying one of us has to be focused, Mary. Yes, yeah. one of you has to be in charge. <laughs> one of you have to be steering the ship. Um. Now, this I can see, though, as a huge, once you get to the point where you're at now with 80 steps, by the way, Guthrie is just a great pony, too. But once you get to the point where you're 80 steps, this is this is a great starting building block for a bunch of other stuff that you're going to end up doing with it. It is. It it will create a change, a a really profound change in your horse. Because on the surface, I don't like to practice ground tying. It's boring. It's not cool. It's not glamorous, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, But so on the surface, it's practical because if I'm ever out in the arena and I need to go ground, you know, grab something off the fence, I should be able to give you a woe cue and have you sit there. And, you know, if I'm out somewhere and I don't have a place to tie you, obviously I'm not going to do this out in the middle of an open field yet. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, so it's very practical in that sense. Um, So it's a good skill for any horse to learn. And, And one of the main reasons I really started focusing on it this year is when I give a demo with Guthrie, he becomes a clown if I don't pay attention to him for more than, you know, for, you know, if, if it's gone five seconds and I haven't just paid attention to him and talked to him and pet him. And so he started acting real clownish. He tries to go over and play with the obstacles. You know, he gets too close to me. He, he tries, um, he tries to show me his lay down because I haven't looked at him and I haven't reinforced him in for anything in five minutes. So he'll start doing all of his tricks and it's really cute and the audience likes it. But at some point, okay, you got to grow up. And if I want to walk around and talk to people, you need to stand still and let me do that and just, you know, um, just let me know that, you know, just know that I'll get back to you and you can be a big boy and and not freak out just because I haven't looked at you in five minutes. So I started it out of that. Um, but what it'll do to your horse, it, it will fix everything across the board. It, it'll really work on many other things too. And with Guthrie... So, so my rule for this is if I have you up to, if I can walk around you 30 steps and so now I'm going to go to 31, um, before I click. And if we get to say step 29 or 30 and you move, guess what? We have to start all over again. So between the 20 and the 30 was really difficult for him. That took days of work. 
Okay. So it's, it's, it takes, you know, I'm going on this about two weeks and we're up to 80. That's how long it's taken me. Um, but I've noticed a lot of differences everywhere else. So even though he's still really fresh and he's excited and, and, you know, I haven't really warmed him up yet, he's getting calmer and calmer and calmer throughout the rest of his lessons. So it's, it's very much worth teaching to your horse and you can either teach it as I've described or, you know, there's, there's other ways to do it too, but, but spend some time, you know, my takeaway from this would be, uh, spend some time just teaching your horse to stand still and, and just being with your horse, you know, um, if you're riding, just take a moment and, um, stop them, drop the reins on their neck and just sit there and, and I'll get my phone out and play on Facebook for five minutes and they should just kind of sit there and enjoy the rest. And, and I guess you know, it's I don't... important too, to do it away from like, obviously where you groom them though, the, you know, they, most of them know that they're going to stand there for a period of time, take them out in the middle of a, uh, a field or the arena and do it. Uh, so yeah. That, yeah. Well, and if you have a particularly barn sour horse or really anxious horse or a horse who's attached to his buddy, um, you shouldn't start off taking them as far away from the barn as possible and pick that as your resting point. You know, for some horses, it may be quite a big deal to get 50 feet away from the barn. So you start there. Let him rest for a little bit there. And, you know, don't, don't do it half an hour the first day. But, you know, for some horses, that is an enormous challenge, especially coming off a trailer and you know it's easy to do this at home but this is also a once you have this established this would be a really great thing to practice when you're away from home um and and you're at an arena i did it at a clinic the other day and i had to kind of lower my count because we're at a different place um but it's it's really um, it's really good for your horse. It, it'll change a lot of things about them. So there are times when wet saddle blankets are in order, and we need to put the miles on our horse and get them going somewhere, move their feet out, and lunge them and round pin them and all this stuff. But I think you also need to go back and spend some time just being with your horse and giving them a really simple job. So my so Guthrie's job in the beginning was, you know, put two feet on the mark, hang out. But now what we're working on is I'd like you to put two feet on the mark and stand square and, you know, um, be calm and don't don't look this way or that way. And so so you play a game where, you know, you just see how still and pretty you can get them. And, and that's something that you can do with the clicker training as well. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guest as well as lots more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to HorseTipDaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Music.